on this episode of the Fist Bump Boys. I think that the amount of bowl games is absurd. Kind of poo pooed a little on Phil uh, Hurts. It's not that I poo pooed, I just I don't think that he was the third best quarterback. I mean, look, there's a Tony the Tiger Sun Bowl. Boom! The Fist Bump Boys are back. How's everybody doing today? My name is Josh. I'm Gio. And we are the, the Fist Bump Boys. Let's get into what's bumping in sports. Joe Burrow. Heisman winner. Was it was there a question? No, no, not after the, like the fourth week of the season. Yeah, he, he well, I think I think after that win against Alabama, it Yeah, it sealed the deal. It, it was done. Uh, well that plus two was injury. Well, yes. That fair enough. Fair enough. When when Tua fell down, so to speak, what was it, Mississippi State he yeah. was against? Yep. It, it it paved the way. It it cleared out any obstacles. I think Joe Burrow still would have won it, even if Tua had gone off. I well, think he had the inside track at that point. With the records that they had. Like, well, let, let's let's look at his stats. Uh, Joe Bur- finished with 4,700 yards passing, 48 touchdowns, 6 picks. And it wasn't a cupcake schedule. No. As we said, he beat Alabama. Well, if you look at the schedule, he beat, I mean, almost a who's who of college football. He beat Texas, Florida, Auburn, Alabama, and Georgia. And he's not done yet. Now, granted, none of these games play a factor, obviously, because he already won the Heisman, but he still has the college football playoff ahead of him. He has a chance of being the first quarterback in college history to defeat seven top ten teams. Seven top ten teams? Seven top ten teams. Now, that's top ten when they play. Obviously, not at the end of the season. Yeah, Yeah, because Texas ended up being uh, very low-ranked. It's going to be interesting to see how he does in the college football playoff, and we're going to talk about that more in our in our main segment of this episode. But I and we we had a conversation off air about this. Traditionally speaking, the the Heisman Trust they invite the top X number of players. Yeah, generally between three and five, and and it's where they they generally say it's wherever the break in the voting is wherever the first gap is i don't know what the final voting totals were but i'm pretty sure the first gap was after joe burrow so they were like well we we have to invite someone yeah. not that the guys that were invited chase young uh jalen hurts jalen hurts and justin Fields. Fields, it's not like they weren't deserving they it, absolutely were. well i do have kind of a disagreement with the jalen hurts argument of him even being invited i don't think that he was among the top four players in college you don't think so no no i think that trevor lawrence deserved a better look uh Jake Fromm, I think, deserved a better look. I'm a, we, we said this earlier episode. I, I'm a big Jake Fromm fan, but I, I don't know that he... Wh- whether or not he was good enough to be there is, you know, it's no, debatable. It, it's debatable, and like I said, it, it, you couldn't have gone wrong choosing any of the, the three or four college quarterbacks that are going to come out this year sure. as the fourth player. I just think that Jalen Hurts, among those players this year, was not the one to pick looking at his raw stats almost a thousand yards less uh, more than a thousand yards less yeah passing 3600 32 touchdowns seven picks so it's a clear well if you from burrow if you compare him to burrow yeah but if you compare him to somebody like trevor lawrence what did did he trevor lawrence had the same money yards 34 touchdowns eight picks 
And the schedules, I mean, they really weren't all that different. Clemson, everyone's saying, had a powder puff schedule. It was an easy schedule, but Oklahoma <laughs> didn't have the toughest schedule either. I think, I think, as far as Clemson is concerned, and again, we're going to get more into this in our main segment of this episode. I don't know that they necessarily had a powder puff schedule as much as they just stayed under the radar. It just they didn't have they didn't have the juggernauts that LSU went against. Right. Well, that's the thing. But they won virtually every game going away. There was that one game against North Carolina. And again, I don't want to dive too deep into this. I want to keep going. On right. News, but I'm but... just saying, Jalen Hurts. The only reason that, that I believe that he got invited to the Heisman mm-hmm. was simply because the last two Heisman winners were Oklahoma quarterbacks. They were all under Lincoln Riley's system. He did play exceptionally very, very well, well. Very well. But I just don't think that he played to the level of the other quarterbacks having to come across, having to do more than they had to do. And that's the only okay. reason, you know, that, that that's the only gripe that I have. Congratulations for him. Maybe for maybe he had a a head start. He Because, he, again, it's the voting that determines who, who gets invited to New, right. New York. And, I mean, and there's no argument that Chase Young shouldn't have been there. No argument that no. Fields should have been there. So it, it was, and they just invited the next guy in the voting. I think he deserves to be there, but I agree with you. Trevor should have been included. Maybe was maybe he, he should have been the fifth. Was, was he, he fifth? fifth? But if if well, there that's was a the break. thing, is, is that's the thing is was he fifth? Was Fromm fifth? Was well, Herbert the, fifth? Like I think I think and and Herbert's another example. It's exposure. Trevor right. Lawrence with those lower key games while he played very well. Nobody saw him. Right. I, I didn't watch a and single. I, and that's an issue that I have with the Heisman itself, is a lot of it is based on exposure. And it, and it's and it's region-based. It's all right. region-based. It's like you never see somebody from the West Coast win unless they're from USC. Well, unless they are overwhelming. But I don't even think it's overwhelming, because we didn't see Andrew Luck win a Heisman. And Andrew Luck was easily the best player in college football while he played. It simply comes down to exposure. It, it, fair enough. The yeah. population the, of the people. West Coast it plays the later games exactly, and, and and you don't we don't see them on the East Coast. There is an East Coast bias. Absolutely, oh, absolutely. I don't like calling. I don't an East even Coast know if bias. it's an East Coast bias. It's a Southern it, bias. Well, it's the SEC, it's, right? It's the the best players. They've earned in, it. The best teams in college are in the South. We, it, you know, it's hard to argue that point, but it's a Big Ten SEC bias. And, and and I don't like using the word bias because that makes it sound more negative. It's just there's more again using the word exposure. There's just more exposure. Yeah, no, nah, the word bias is the right word to use. It's just the connotations wrong. That said, congratulations to Absolutely. Joe Burrow. Well I know deserving. he's listening, and and we we're sorry we couldn't have you on. Schedules just yeah. didn't line up. Congratulations to he he Definitely deserved it going away. Absolutely, what an amazing speech. What an amazing story! Can we talk about that? He he's raised, I, I believe, the count last I saw was three hundred and fifty thousand dollars. That it's it's a it's a great and that's for food thing. banks. Just so we can clarify, local local food banks. He yep. made uh, during his speech. He he brought up how local food banks need to be supported more, and the people have responded. It, it's a it's it's a clear example of. Everybody's saying that, and obviously not everybody, but people saying they want their athletes to take a stand and do more than just play, unless it goes against their own beliefs, of course. But this is a great example of him using his platform to do good in the world. And and, there's no way this could be twisted into a bad way either, as far as the stance. It it better not be. No, absolutely not. That's disrespectful. Congratulations, Joe Burrow. 
Uh, we're happy to see it, and, and it's going to be exciting to see him uh, continue, hopefully, this this dominance against the upper echelon teams that we're going to see in the college football playoff. And then to see him in the NFL next year, because I, I can almost guarantee he's going to be the number, number one pick. Oh, yeah. Cincinnati. Yeah. They're already locked in at number one. Yeah. Andy Dalton moving on. Bye-bye, Andy Dalton. I mean... He can get another starting job. I think he'll be a starting. Oh, absolutely! He's a, he's absolutely. a starting quarterback, but that's another story for another time. But staying on football, the Jacksonville Jaguars have—I I, want to say dismissed, but it was a flat-out firing. Yes, of Tom Coughlin, who himself has stated he was going to retire the next a week, week. later. Uh, the the environment was toxic in Jacksonville. Tom Coughlin did not move with the times. He set the clocks back five minutes. And to be clear, I am a big Tom Coughlin fan. Oh, absolutely. He brought me and my Giants fans a, a couple Super Bowls against the uh, borderline overrated New England Patriots. Well, he brought uh, the expansion Jaguars to the playoffs he did. numerous he did. times. He was their first uh, He is, he is a coach. Hall of Fame coach. Not oh, yeah. so much a Hall of Fame general manager. Well, he well he wasn't he wasn't general manager. He was the executive vice president. Correct. So, to be clear, just to, to be fair to him, uh, I it, it was only what three years. Yeah, yeah, I think it was, was three years. Yeah, he and left. He went to what the the Redskins for a year, and then he went to the Jaguars. I don't know that he he didn't. He went to somewhere in the the NFC East because they made no. He was about he it. he was interviewing. And it, it never. Oh, they know. Okay. No, okay, it didn't sorry. happen. The, my, my no, it's mistake. okay. It, 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 he he took over this job. I think it was only three years. I want to say it was the, the 2017 season. At which point they did immediately make it to the uh, was it the AFC Championship game that year? No, they won the division. Excuse me, they won the AFC South that first year he was there. But an argument could be made that that wasn't him. Well, it was. It wasn't his players. It was. It was already team. set. It was, you're working the front office for a team that's, our was, defense is amazing. Yes. We have a nice, good, young quarterback at the time, and we have a running game. <laughs> good quarterback. <laughs> I mean, at the time, Portals, that's Portals before, was a decent quarterback. That's when they great. That's, that's when they immediately signed him to a, a monster 54 oh, mil. Stupid contract. Had a terrible season the next year, 5-11, and 11, and they let him go and sign Nick Foles. And for eighty-eight million, and decided he, to go with the Man Show. It just didn't work. I no. could they have kept going? Could they have given him more time? It's hard to say. Well, I don't think that they could. I mean, even the NFLPA was warning players about joining the Jacksonville Jaguars. And when the NFLPA tells players, "Look, you don't want to sign with this team," that team has an issue. Well, and and again, as much as I love Tom Coughlin and everything he's done for my team. The the kudos to the owner for seeing it. Uh, Shad, Shad, Shad Khan, Khan no. uh, if I'm pronouncing no, that Shad right. Khan, yeah. Again, uh, thank you for listening. Uh, we'll we'll get him on soon. Kudos to him for seeing the writing on the wall and understanding that all right, a change has to be made. You you could stick with him for longer and hope for the best, or make a change now. And and I saw a great story that they immediately changed the clocks. Absolutely, <laughs> circling but, back to what but, you said. And that's what I'm saying is is Tom Coughlin is a old school coach NFL personality yeah, yeah. and I love the old school but it's clearly not going to work with today it's different yeah. and you don't have these old school players the the Michael Strahan's who would enforce mm-hmm. Tom mm-hmm. Coughlin's rules by themselves now you have the old heads are now the young cats from when Tom Coughlin was coaching well and and if you win they listen and they didn't and they weren't winning. they 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 and they were falling apart and they had 
the big names, uh, uh, Jalen Ramsey in there causing yep. causing a ruckus. And I'm not putting the blame on him, but when you have that type of personality, which those Giants teams that Tom Coughlin was successful with didn't have until Odell Beckham. Yeah. That type of personality doesn't work in the in the environment and the culture that Tom Coughlin It just doesn't work creates. in the new NFL. And I think that Tom Coughlin now knows that. I think he's done. I think that he wants to be done. I, he should be. And he uh, deserves good, good it. For I mean, him. He's, he's a million years old. You know, he, he's uh, Next week, yes. Next week, million, yeah. Yes, next week. So, I mean, enjoy your retirement. You know, I'm sure Giants fans thank you all over. And to be I honest, yeah, absolutely. Jaguars fans should be thanking you. Because what you did at the beginning They don't have a franchise, franchise without him. So, I mean, what he did with Mark Brunel and Fred Taylor and those players, good for him. I mean, it sucks that you got fired, but, I mean, let's be honest. He probably really didn't want to be there for Everybody gets anyway. fired. It happens. Yeah. Bill Belichick got fired. It happens. Hey, you know, And I think you should have gotten fired a long time ago. You're not a coach in the NFL until you're fired by the Browns. <laughs> and our last story. New baseball rule. Relievers must pitch to three hitters or at least finish the inning. <sighs> this takes away the specialist. This takes away a lot of the strategy that coaches or coaches, managers would use in baseball. <laughs> uh, as far as you bring in a young player who's a lefty specialist, and you put him in there for one one batter just to get him out, and then go to your next pitcher. I don't think that we're going to see teams carrying thirteen pitchers anymore. It's probably well, they're not going to be able to. Well, because uh, you're not going to be able to use them exactly. It's going to change a lot. Uh, the, you're not going to see these slow, dragged-out games now. because. Well, I don't necessarily think uh, overall, high level, it's going to do a whole lot for the pace of play. It, it, in certain instances, yes, but I don't know that you're, we're even going to notice it. Because they're just not going to come out to the mound and, and make a change. Well, certain teams are. I mean, there were teams, um, if I remember correctly, the Nationals actually were really big in using the specialist. Yep. Well, then, and there's a lot of a lot of teams that were starting with a a not a starting pitcher, but uh, Milwaukee. Milwaukee yeah. made the playoffs based on their bullpen. Yeah. They would start their fourth game. What was the name they used to describe? I can't remember, I had, but I it was a. Bullpen by a, committee. It was. It was a starter. Well, no, it was. But it changed yeah, to a starter yeah. by committee. Correct. Like it turned into you're going to pitch two innings. You're going to pitch two. You're an opening pitch pitcher. Two. Is that what it was? I don't know. Yeah. It, opening reliever. Regardless, uh, it 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 just means that they have to. I think to clarify the rule, they have to face a minimum of three batters when they bring them in, or finish the half inning. Correct. So they can come in for one if it's the last batter. Well, yeah, obviously. Well, that's to yeah. explain a little bit better. Yeah. Specifically, what's the first team that comes to mind that this causes damage to the way they approach? Well, we just mentioned the Nationals. The Nationals. The Nationals, it's going to hurt. They had a bunch of specialists in the bullpen. It's, well, and it's, they're okay with it. They, they're, they're fine with it. They got what they wanted. Yeah. It's going to hurt the teams that have that strong closer, but not as, as strong of a bullpen. So the, the Yankees the, aren't going to be the affected. Setup, the, the, the Red Sox probably aren't going to be affected because they always use long relievers mm-hmm. anyway. Mm-hmm. But it's going to hurt the small market teams who the bullpen ends up costing a lot of money. People don't realize oh, how it much does. a bullpen Absolutely. costs. Absolutely. So, Especially if you have that big name closer. Exactly. Yeah. 
and the setup man like the setup man makes money too mm-hmm. so if you can't piece together six seven eight and you're going off those one to two you know batter pitchers you know just to get that you know two hundred thousand dollar a year player mm-hmm. instead of that 1.3 million dollar player it's going to make it so that now you have to spend money on your bullpen instead of Hey, we're going to cheapen the bullpen, spend more money on starting pitching, spend more money on bats, and then hope to make it through six through nine. Will it shrink bullpens? Oh, it's absolutely going to shrink bullpens. There's no reason to carry 13 men in the bullpen anymore. You know, you could send those pitchers who you use for one or two batters, send them back to the minors, save that money. Stretch them. Yeah. Let, you know, save their career a little bit, extend them. And then the, the, players who are going to come out of the bullpen you're going to have the ex the ex closer who's extending their career a little bit by pitching that mm-hmm. you know yeah. extra the setup yeah. yeah i i think it'll you'll still have a specialist or two but you'll use them less often just thinking about it from a strategic standpoint there's going to be the occasional you know two outs and the lefty's coming up and you send out that specialist to close out the inning and and hope that and hope that he, he gets that it. one, and we're all set. So you're still going to have one or two specialists, I think. Oh yeah, it's not that you're not going to have the specialists. It's what we're going to see is that the lineups are going to get jumbled a lot more. You're yes, not you're going to go left, right, left, right, left, right. Yeah, absolutely. And you're going to throw a switch hitter in there. Of course, that's what I would do. And, and switch hitters, their value just leaped. That's what I always do on Xbox. Is I, I go back and forth. Yeah. You know, well, you know, when you're a manager of a high-impact team. You uh, <laughs> like four World Series in a row. And and by the way, I'm also the general manager of an NFL team that's won six Super Bowls in a row. And uh, I'm running a, a college football team that's undefeated four years running. I, I, I'm just too new, good. A new dynasty. I'm just too good. It's it's embarrassing for everybody so else. The players that this is going to affect the most, I mean, obviously it's going to be the specialist. Obviously it's going to be the lefty specialist. Yes. And it's going to affect uh, switch hitters more, and simply because switch hitters, they're they're like I said, their value just jumped through the roof. If you're a switch hitter who can bat 270 against either side, you're, you're immediately you it just you just got a three year contract. Yeah. yeah, you know that's more than probably you've seen ever. So we'll see how it works. Uh, I some of the managers are are accepting this with open arms and they're loving it. Some of them are. The ones that lean on those specialists. Well, Milwaukee hates this, sure, this rule. Sure, uh, Like I said, Washington, I'm sure they don't care now because they got their... I mean, they care to a certain extent, but there was no yeah. there was no thought of a dynasty coming out of Washington. Really. No, no. Well, I mean, if they kept Strasburg, they did keep Strasburg. Which they did. Yeah, they did. So we'll see. Maybe maybe they can uh, have the Phillies trade uh, all boy back. Uh, no, he, he keeps World Series <laughs> away from me. And that is... What's bumping? The college football playoff is here. Long regular season that we all snooze through finally leads to the Final Four. Really interesting season, too. Weird. A little it, weird. It, it, well, it's it seems weird because... Alabama's not in it. Is this the first time Alabama's not in the college football playoff? Yes. Uh, no, stop it. We are not talking about Alabama. We're not going to do it because they're not in it. Well, 
I mean, we're going to talk about them just a little later. We, we already did. That's well, a true story. Damn it. Damn it. All right, we're, we're going to start over right here. College football playoff is here. Long regular season. Final four is upon us. We've good, got... Good final four. Uh, stacked. Yeah. we got number one LSU taking on number four Oklahoma. That's the 4 p.m. game. Yep, the Chick-fil-A Peach Bowl. I didn't know Chick-fil-A served peaches, but that's neither here nor there. Not on Sunday. They don't serve anything on Sunday. And then we have number two, Ohio State, taking on number three, the defending champion, Clemson Tigers, in the PlayStation Fiesta Bowl. I, I think it's only a matter of time before PlayStation just comes out with a game. Called the Fiesta called Bowl. Called Fiesta whatever. Uh, that's the 8 p.m. game on Saturday, December 28th. Um, LSU is heavily favored. We're going to start with the LSU-Oklahoma yeah. game, go in the order of which they kick off. Heavily favored, 14 points up. Some places, 13 and a half, but two touchdowns uh, with the over-under at 76. They're two high-scoring offenses. Not such great defenses. Neither one is ranked in the top 20 as far as defense goes, but offenses, they're the top two offenses in college football. Heisman finalist quarterbacks facing off. Obviously, Joe Burrow, the winner. We discussed that mm-hmm. earlier in the episode. Uh, and you, in fact, kind of poo-pooed a little on uh, well, Jalen Hurts. It's not that I poo-pooed. I just I don't think that he was the third best quarterback. In Is college. he going to put your comments up in his in his locker as motivation? Because, well, again... It's locker room fodder. He's he's listening. Yeah, of course. And if he wins, he's going to want to come on the show. He's going to want to hurt me. Oh, jeez. Oh, God. I'm, I'm sorry, everybody. That was that was brutal. We're going to have to burrow our way through it. Two of the highest scoring offenses, like you said. Uh, defense has been... Eh, Oklahoma, traditionally, in the Big 12, doesn't... They don't yeah, have defense. Big defenses. 12 doesn't really do defense. <laughs> but LSU does do defense when they have to. That They put a hurting on Georgia. As far as defensively. They did, but they still gave up the yards. They they played a bend, don't break defense. So when you say low low defenses, were your statistics based off of yards or points? It was both. Points. Okay. It was both. Uh, as far as yards go, Oklahoma was 25th in the nation, giving up 330.6 yards per game. That's a lot. And LSU was 32nd giving 341.3 yards per That's game. out of 34 teams? No, no that's out of 123, 4,000 yeah. million, so many damn teams. But that's so, a different conversation. So it's not that they're, they're not highly scored against. I mean, you rank 25th, 32nd. It's not that you're giving up a crap load of points, but compared to the other two teams that we're going to look at, mm-hmm. They gave up a lot of yards and a lot of points. The defense started off horrendous for LSU. Oh, yeah. But in the past month, they have been, uh, the past month of, of football, they, they have been lights out. Like I said, including holding Georgia to 10 points. Yeah, what they did to Georgia was great. In the SEC championship, the only team they, that they shut really, them down. The only team that really got to them defensively was Alabama, who couldn't keep up offensively. Since the terrible game the the defense put up against Ole Miss, 
The LSU defense has given up 42% completion percentage, 2.6 yards per rush, and 12 sacks in three games. Yeah. That's that's next level. Oh, they've been stepping it up. That's it's, next level. It's not that their defense, like I said, it's not that their defense isn't good. It's you have to take the full year into consideration when They're you're looking peaking. at these numbers. Oh, this is one of those classic perfect time. peak at the right time situations. Uh, what about Oklahoma? What what do we got there? I mean, it's Oklahoma. I mean, it's your Big Twelve. You're playing other Big Twelve teams who are slinging the ball everywhere. It's my offense needs to be better than yours, and quite frankly, they were the class of the Big Twelve. It was them and Baylor, and they just they dominated Baylor this year. Granted, it was a three point win and then an overtime win in the championship mm-hmm, game, mm-hmm. but I mean, watching those games, Baylor was never really threatening. No, it, uh, it didn't feel like it was ever It, it never in felt doubt. close. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean... Does Jalen Hurts have something to prove, given that he didn't win the Heisman? And people, yourself included, don't think he deserved to even be in the room? I think he does, but Oklahoma's going to be more about, can their wide receivers go down the field? Because we know that Hurts can run, we know that mm-hmm. Hurts can throw, mm-hmm. but can those wide receivers get loose from the secondary of LSU where, I mean, they have an All-American cornerback. They have, you know, second, third team All-American secondary players who are going to get drafted in the NFL, which is, regardless of saying All-American or whatever, by telling, saying that a player is going to be drafted. They're the best in the world. They're, they're the best in the world. And to find a defense with that many good secondary players in college football is very rare. Something to be said about Hertz's experience in the playoff. Coming from Alabama, he, he's been here before. He knows what it takes. Now, we, we all know the story of him coming in when Tua couldn't get it done mm-hmm. and, and, and winning it. So and vice versa, and they traded places. But so does that play a factor? I think it does because Burrow hasn't done any hasn't done this before. Well, Burrow hasn't done this in a big bowl game, mm-hmm. but one he's done it all year against the best competition in the world. That's a fair point. And when he played in Ohio State, granted he was a backup, he still threw over two seasons, thirty-two touchdowns mm-hmm. and six interceptions. But in a in a High. This is going to be the highest leverage oh, yeah. situation he's ever been in. No, he doesn't have necessarily the big game experience. Listen, he he stepped it up against Alabama, and that's, he that's absolutely blew it out of the water in the SEC championship game. So he's been in big games, but not that. This is this is the next level. It, it's the next level, but I mean, we're talking about SEC games, mm-hmm. and in all reality. What is it? Alabama and Clemson have essentially won the last three. three. Mm-hmm. And Auburn before that. Mm-hmm. It essentially comes down to the SEC. Who wins the SEC generally plays in the wow. championship game. Okay. And beating a team like Alabama, who this year was stacked. Yes. And beating them in that game as close as it was. You it have. wasn't that close. It, it The final score indicates that it was a close game, but... Alabama well, they clawed got, they their got way some back. Trash touchdowns. They, they they clawed their way back into that game. LSU owned that game eighty five percent of it. Absolutely, absolutely. But to to win that game against a team that 
everybody was saying was going to win mm-hmm. the national championship mm-hmm. this year, mm-hmm. that's a big game. And you could argue, based on ratings and everything else that happened during that game, that it was the national championship stage, not yeah. not the game. Fair but enough. The it, stage. it was it was a it was a, a de facto playoff game because, as we saw, the loser was out. Absolutely, not just out. Like they they plummeted. Yeah. Well. LSU dominated no, for most of that and, game. And it's Using not, the eye test, they should have plummeted. They dropped after because they then they lost to Auburn. They dropped like twelfth after they lost to Auburn. Yeah, that was a bad that was, loss. And that, that was well, that was after Tua. Yeah. Tua went down. Like I said, we're gonna we're gonna say thirteen and a half points because I I don't like pushes. But you you taking the points? You taking LSU minus no, thirteen uh, and a half? LSU gonna blow Oklahoma. So yes. Yeah, they're they're gonna by more than two touchdowns. I see it by three, four touchdowns. Final score: forty-two to twenty-one. Okay, like it's it's gonna be that's three touchdowns blowout. I did that math in my head. Yeah, good job. I didn't use my fingers. I I I tend to agree with you. I think it might be closer. I think Oklahoma gets a couple of garbage time touchdowns to uh, to make it closer, but I think it's going to be similar to that Alabama game where LSU controls it. Yeah, and, 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 and another, Oklahoma claws back in. Another it. thing to look at is the coaches in this. They're young coaches. Lincoln Riley has only been coaching mm-hmm. since 2017. Ed's not that young. But it's not that he's young. Is he, he the best voice in coaching? He might be. <laughs> he might be. <laughs> Uh, I'm a big fan of of that. He replaced Les Miles in 2016. He's yep. 21. And another seven. another legend. Oh yeah, well Lincoln replaced Bob Stoops. Legend. You know, like as you're going to It's see, hard to follow those those types of especially guys. Yeah. in those programs. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, LSU had great coaches their whole time. Oklahoma has Hall of Famers top to bottom. So the coaching Coaching's kind of equal in this one. Okay. I, I, I believe. Lincoln Riley is much better with quarterbacks, as he's proven over the past couple of yep. years. But Ed Orgeron has he's got this offense just working perfectly. The defense, like I said, it's been don't break. And it's it's gonna I believe gonna take them as far as they want and, to go. And to that point, the the defense being Ben Don't Break, that's why I think Oklahoma might be able to cover this spread because they'll be able to put up yards and and score some some fast touchdowns late to make everybody go, uh oh, watch well, out. Well, it's like I said, it all depends on those wide receivers. Yep. yep. And that's what this game is going to come down to. It's going to be can Joe Burrow get those quick slants that that we know that he's been destroying mm-hmm. college mm-hmm. football with, and can he get outside the pocket and throw outside the pocket, which. I'll be honest, it seems to be one of his weaker sides of the game because Oklahoma's going to rush that pocket. Yes, they're going to make him, him out. they're going to move him off the spot. They, I you think, have to. I think he'll and be able to. And that's the that's the common thread with most great pocket passers. You you got to move them. Yeah. But I think Burrow is good enough outside the pocket. He's got a he's got a cannon, cannon. too. If he gets rolling to his right and he gets a, a wide receiver streaking down the field, he's going to let that ball oh, yeah. go. Absolutely. And it's going to be fun to Absolutely. watch. Absolutely. And the speed on the outside of LSU is real. It's, it's fast. It's, it's not smoke and mirrors. It's just, hey, I'm going to go. They break that free. Way. They can They can, yeah. They can. can put some distance between them and the defender. So, so you've got. I've got LSU, you've got LSU covering. 42 to 21. Uh, I'm going to say uh, 41 
thirty-two. I, I think it, I think they're going to cover. I think Oklahoma's going to get some gonna, trash touchdowns. They're, they're going to cover the spread. I, I think. Uh, but I got LSU winning, and I can absolutely see LSU winning comfortably, no problem. And ending Oklahoma's great season. Moving down to the second game of the of the playoff, what looks to be a much better game. What looks to be quite possibly the best game that we're going to see in college this year. It, it, it very well could be. We got number two, Ohio State. Number three, Clemson. Clemson coming in with a chip on the shoulder, the defending champion. How about Ohio State being the underdog? Uh, by two points. Yeah. It's a, it's a two-point spread, and, and that's showing respect to Clemson and Trevor Lawrence. Oh, absolutely. The over-under on this is 63, a lower-scoring affair. They're, they're uh, thinking Vegas is thinking it's going to be. Uh, some places have it 63.5. Uh, some have the point spread 2.5, but we'll call it 2. Uh, well, we're, when we discuss it, we'll say 2.5 because it's a I don't field like, goal. Or, yeah. I don't like how, uh, yeah. the pushes. Um, Ohio State, the first uh, college football champion in, in yep. the college football playoff um, had some years ago now. This is going to be interesting. I, I, I don't know how to break this one down, given that Clemson hasn't had to show us what they can do, which I think plays in their favor. Yeah, they've only played two top 25 teams, and both of them really, I mean, granted, Texas A&M was 12 at the time. They weren't great. Virginia and the championship game. That was a joke. And that that wasn't even a game. That was a backyard football, adults versus kids. Yeah. It was ridiculously, I want to say, easy for Clemson. And and it was. And it was never in doubt. They boat raced them. Their their closest game, though, was that 21-20 win at at North Carolina, unranked. I think it was a wake-up call. They turned around and, and took it to Florida State after yeah, well, that. When, when you're the defending national champions and you almost lose to an unranked, un, not even like on the radar North Carolina team. Their closest game since then, since that 21-20 North Carolina win, that the closest game I think was... It was. It was the next game at forty-five to fourteen. Yeah, and this is a game of opposites of the other game. This is the two they best. They put up sixty-two on Virginia. Yeah. Well, this is the two best defenses in college football, which is why the lower over/under. Absolutely. And and it's not like they're slubs on defense or offense no. either. Clemson's number three. Ohio State's number five. So we've got five or four of the five best offenses mm-hmm. in college football and the two best defenses in this game. So Chase Young. Did you see what he did in the Wisconsin game? I mean, they, they were triple teaming him. And it didn't matter. Didn't, didn't matter, matter at all. I think that he actually had the strongest case for a defensive player to win the Heisman. In a while. I mean, he's the most dominant defensive player I've seen in college since Jadavion Clowney. And and an argument could be made that he's better. Yeah, he he played. You know, he, South Carolina at the time wasn't a great team. They were Jadavion Clowney and still remember that hit against. Oh my oh, god! Blew him up I just in the back. Ripped my heart out when I saw that. But but bringing it back to Chase, I, this is why I'm I'm pulling for my Giants to. To lose their next two games. Well, here's the crazy. And get that two pick and take them. Here's a crazy thought, just shifting to the NFL as far as the draft goes. Yeah. Would you blame Cincinnati if they kept Dalton and picked up? Absolutely not. 
Absolutely. Right? He's, he seems that he's going to be a transcendent he NFL is. defensive player. That, that's exactly all signs point to that. And, and I mean, to the point of JJ Watt level, like going to dom. I'm not saying less injury like, prone, hopefully. Absolutely. But just so dominant. I mean, they're putting three players, including the fullback and a tight end. On it doesn't matter. Guy, and it doesn't, and it doesn't matter. matter. So, so then, then let me put you on the spot here. You're the Bengals. You got number one overall. Who are you taking? I think it depends on if I'm keeping AJ Green or not. If I'm keeping AJ Green, franchise him, which I think that's what they're planning to do. Yeah, which means if I'm keeping AJ Green, I'm, it's Burrow. I'm taking Burrow. If I'm losing AJ Green, I'm taking Young, and I'm saying I'm building this defense. Man, my goodness, that would be great. And for you that. put him next to Geno Atkins. I mean, well, and then, so then. Putting it onto me, then what are they, they? They take, they take Chase Young. What do the Giants say? You take the right tackle from, um, or the left tackle from uh, Mississippi State. Do you consider trading? Oh, absolutely. Trade that pick. To well, I mean, okay. Miami. It depends on how high you have. Uh, you got the two. Left, it, it depends on how high you have the left tackle rated. But what I'm saying is, you trade to one of these teams that are going to take. The quarterback, and you can possibly still get the lineman at four. I, well, I don't disagree. Though I think Washington would take him. We look at the history of the Giants. Best and player available. They take the best player available, yep. and if that left tackle is there, you don't need a quarterback. No. Nope. I mean, in theory. So you're going to take the left tackle to protect I agree. the quarterback. I agree. I agree. So. I think at number two, you take Chase Young or. The best and I offensive lineman. I, I wish I could remember his name. I don't have the, the best there. offensive lineman on the board. Those are your two options. Yeah. Chase Young, if he's there, or offensive lineman. Yeah. If you drop to three, then we got a whole different story on our hands. But anyway. Bringing it back. Let's let's uh, circle it back to Ohio State and Clemson. Who do you think? I think this one's going to come down to coaching. Okay. And the disparity between these coaches is huge. Ryan Day's first year coaching, first Who? complete season. Exactly. Wait, who's right? Oh, he's that uh, that intern at Ohio State, right? Yeah. I mean, no disrespect. I that's mean, a six, terrible joke. He's 16-0 and 0 in his career. Yeah. I mean, that's nothing to scoff at. He coached in the place of Urban Meyer mm-hmm. when he was going through his mm-hmm. little situ- <laughs> his little heart issues. <laughs> you know, because he doesn't have one. Thanks for listening, Urban. Oh, hey. And... You're welcome to come on the show then and you've got, Geo on whether or not you have a heart. Then you have Dabo Sweeney. He's won 16 and 30, two national championships already. He's the only coach here with any CFP uh, playoff experience. I, I think that he's he might be the best coach in college football right now. It's hard to argue. Yeah, it's it's hard to argue. He's the I, only one that that consistently beats Nick Saban. So he's better than Nick Saban. Yeah. Right now, I think he is. Not not historically, Nick Saban may be the greatest coach of all time. Mm-hmm. But as of right now, Dabo Sweeney is the coach. He's the one that you want to play for. He's certainly connecting with his players. He's getting the most out of them. He's got Trevor Lawrence for another season, at least, probably only one more season. But he's got him for another season, so... He doesn't have to worry about that position. Well, and if you look, he's a great recruiter, too. Yes. Like, he has a top five recruiting class again coming up. Does he really? Yeah. 
He does. It's I think number one's LSU, number two's Alabama, number three's Ohio State, four and five are Auburn and LSU or uh, Clemson. I don't know the order, but he seems like he might even be able to convince Trevor Lawrence to stay for that additional year. I I don't if he if Trevor Lawrence continues the way he is, he's not staying. He'd be he'd be crazy if they win the national championship this year. Uh huh. And win it next year. Okay. Why wouldn't Trevor Lawrence stay and say, I want to be the first quarterback in history with four national championships? That's I, a, that's a, I mean, uh, you got to think about stuff like that. I think there are other factors who's, who's drafting number one in this scenario. I'm asking you to tell me who's the number one pick. Who, the, what team has the, the number Lions. one? The Lions. All right. I, I stay. I say go for I the mean, four. <laughs> I mean, look at the teams that. But probably, again, that's under the premise that they win it this year. Yeah, they don't win it this year, and yeah. yeah, if he doesn't win it this year, he's coming out next year. But if they win this year and they they get it next year, because Trevor Lawrence is probably going to be the best quarterback in college football next year. Uh, he'll be, he's he's the last man standing. Yeah. yeah. Why wouldn't you stay that fourth and get that that history that? Other than you're going to miss out on $10 million your first year, which is what would happen. It's a rookie pay scale, so it doesn't really matter. Yeah, like you're going to get It's paid. a set number. So so does that mean that you're taking Clemson in this game over Ohio State? And, well, I'm going to wait. Before my follow-up question, I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to let you answer. Straight up, who's going to win the game? Ohio State. Okay. My follow-up question has now been eliminated. <laughs> you have them winning straight up. I have them winning straight up, and it's because of Chase Young. It's I don't see anybody. Trevor Lawrence hasn't faced anybody like Chase. No, I mean nobody's nobody has. faced nobody anybody has like him outside of everybody that Ohio State has played this year. Yeah, except and, for the first few games. And the people that Ohio State played weren't trash teams, and they couldn't. They could stop. Now, you know what? The only thing that stopped Chase Young was he needed a break in the middle of the season because he was just <laughs> tired of stuff. So, which just, again. Assuming the Giants get the pick, I'm very okay with. Yeah. Hey, pl- load management. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's that's player empowerment, and I'm all for it. Um, so you've got Ohio State winning. Give me a score. I think this one's going to be a lot closer. I see more. Lower of, scoring? It's going to be, I think, the same amount of points, roughly, but it's going to be a lot closer. It's going to be 35-32. Okay. You know, it's, it's not going to be... Uh, you know, the ball going all over the place, you know, just getting thrown everywhere. It's it's going to be steady defenses on this, long drives. Mm-hmm. So you're saying 35-32. You're saying defense is involved more. Absolutely. Any defensive scores. Over or under 1.5 defensive scores in I, this game total. If, if if there is, it's going to be a fumble. It's not going to be a pick. If okay. you look at these gaudy numbers that these quarterbacks have, they're ridiculous. Well, I know Trevor Burrow Lawrence. only threw... Uh, <laughs> uh, Burrow, wrong game. <laughs> Lawrence threw f- seven? Eight. Eight. But without looking, guess how many fields threw? Three. One. One. <laughs> 40 touchdowns, one interception. And, and he was, was a, third was in the tipped, voting? And it was a tip. It was a tip ball. I remember. I remember seeing it. So he, he had a chance of going 40-0. and 0. Would that have won him the Heisman? No. Probably not. No, no. He, he only threw for 3,000 yards. I mean, he, he wasn't slinging the ball over the place. Ohio State is a very run-oriented team. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
but 40 touchdowns to one interception. So you've got a f- you, so, so you didn't answer my question. Yes or no? Over no. under 1.5. So over under 1.5 to, uh, defensive scores. Under. Over under 0.5. Under. I don't so think you're there's going to be a turnover. No defensive, I don't think there's going to be, gonna be no turn zero turnover. I don't think there's going to be a turnover. Inter- I I would Bo- both teams are very good at protecting the ball. All right. And like I said, both teams But I could see I could see Chase Young coming in with his trip sack. I can see it. It's not that I can't see it. it it's I, I Trevor Lawrence is so good mm-hmm. at protecting that ball. But he's never faced this. No, and, and like I said, I agree with that fact. But I just think that Trevor Lawrence the way that Chase Young is gonna affect this game, I, I think he's gonna have three or four sacks. Don't get yeah, me wrong. I think so. But it's not gonna be strip sacks. It's gonna be mm-hmm. you know, third down, third and six, and he's gonna come and get a seven yard sack. Mm-hmm. You know, that that's where I see Chase Young affecting this game is third down. Just to go against you, I'm gonna take Clemson late touchdown maybe even overtime by the way you know how much it kills me to have to choose well, Ohio. so so my follow-up question was is that your head or your heart speaking because you are being a michigan fan no, it's, it's my head all right it's fair enough speaking of michigan we're gonna get off the college football playoff because we've now picked the games we both have lsu and you have ohio state and i have clemson so we will revisit after the game, before the national championship. But we want to touch into a couple of the bigger bowl games, and in, including what may be the the fans' choice for the perfect bowl game. And that would be the Citrus Bowl on January first at one p.m. Happy New Year. is number fourteen Michigan versus number thirteen Alabama. You are going to get boat raced. Oh, we're going to get destroyed. Boat Look, Michigan raced. is going to get destroyed. I have oh. no, no, you know, illusions of grandeur or anything like that. But these are the two most... Boat raced. They are pissed. Well, there's no Tua, though. Okay. I mean... He's going to run that... Nick Saban is going to run that ball no, they're gonna throw down They're going to have to throw throat. it. Michigan has one of the best run defenses in college. Exactly. It's not going to He's going to embarrass you. No, he's going to embarrass uh, us, but it's not going to be on the ground. It's it, not going to be on the ground. Over under four turnovers in that game. Over. <laughs> over. I, I mean, look, it, the point that I wanted to get to with this game is... These are the number one and number four all-time winningest uh, programs in college history. Mm-hmm. The most national championships, both they're one and two. There's so there hundred... most Heisman's too. No, Between... no, they don't have the most Heisman. Most Heisman's, I fire correctly is USC. No, they only have uh, five among them. Okay. Uh, Alabama has three. Michigan has two. Yep. But 120 plus years. Of college football history. See that, I, I, and and yay, that's that's great. What does that have to do with today? Five meetings in history. Uh huh. This is number five. Okay. It's two and two. Uh huh. So 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 you were calling this the rubber match. It, well, the tiebreaker. But if you look at the game, short of the reg- the only regular season match that they had in 2012, when. Alabama ran away from. Which them. is what's going to happen in this and, game as and, well. And like I said, I don't disagree. The the games that these two teams have played, 
I mean, we'll go through them. January 1st, 2000, the Rose Bowl. That's the Tom Brady game. Who? Uh, this little, you know, little known quarterback in New England, six Super Bowls. Did he go to Michigan? Yeah. Oh, okay. He, he was a backup for most of the year. Starting quarterback got hurt. He comes in, leads two 14 point deficit touchdown or uh, touchdowns. Come back from comebacks. 14 points. There you go. And then throws. We'll get there together. Thanks, buddy. I'm glad you're here. But again, but again, we can talk about these these old games all you want. I'm surprised to see what's the point spread. Guess right now. Don't look uh, at it. Alabama by twenty. No, seven and a half. That's it. That's it. I got a couple of sevens. Seven and a half over under is only fifty nine. They get that's well, a lot of respect for Tua. Two that's what good, that is. Well, it's two good defenses too. But but if Tua's in this game. That 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 number's twelve, well, and that's why I said Michigan might have, and it's a slight chance. I, I mean, they have a slight chance mm-hmm. of pulling off an mm-hmm. upset. It's not happening. Mm-hmm. It's not happening. And I am the biggest Mason and, and Blue fan in the world. <laughs> All right, it's not happening. The, the, not just the history. There's a coach's job on the line in this game. Well, Nick, Nick he's had a rough year. He has uh, had a rough year, and I'm I'm worried that he you. I'm talking about the coach that I can't get away from. Oh, you didn't mean you didn't mean Nick Saban. <laughs> no, no, oh, I meant, I meant you're Jimmy Boy, <laughs> Jim Harbaugh, who was it, the coach of your 49ers. Yeah, who did a great job, an amazing job, I, I a great job, amazing job. Just couldn't oh, can't win the big one. Get it over the edge, yeah. and then he went to your to your college, yeah. and <laughs> he can't even beat Ohio State. <laughs> His job is, and I'm a fan. Line. Don't get me wrong; I'm a fan of Michigan. They are not my top team, but I am a fan. So, so I like this game as well. Uh, I'm, I'm gonna. I want. I want Alabama to lose. I do too. So bad. But it's, it's not gonna happen. It, it, it is not likely to happen. I mean, it, I'm glad that that they chose this game, though. Like, I, I'm happy with the matchup. Yeah, that's, that's a good. It gives that's a good job by the VRBO. And, and like I said, this is probably the only bowl game outside of the CFP that Michigan could have played in that can save Harbaugh's job at this point. He wins this game. He's he's safe. Yeah, I think definitely. And and I that said, I don't necessarily think losing it automatically loses his job. I I think it does. With the with the years that he's had, number one, you can't beat Ohio State. I think, and that's the number one requirement in Michigan. Can you beat Ohio State? Can you beat Michigan State? He's been okay versus Michigan State. Ofer against Ohio. Ofer. But what I'm saying is, this will save, but has no bearing on him losing. If I think right now he's fired. No, absolutely. He has to pull himself out of the fire. Right. But, so that's, speak. but that's the point that I'm trying to get to. He has to win this game. Yeah. Because if he doesn't, he's not only over against Ohio State, he's over in bowl games. Do you want him fired? As a Michigan Wolverine fan, well, do you want him fired? Here's the thing. I don't know if there's a viable replacement. So simply because it's the, the devil you know. Yeah. And it's not just the devil I know. Like He has a good recruiting class coming in. The team he's that he a has good is coach. And he, he is, but... He's a great coach. One, I think Just that can't. he's more of a pro-style coach, and Michigan doesn't play pro-style. Well, isn't that his call? No. His call was Stanford when he led them to a dominating early 2000s. But what, what I'm saying is, doesn't he decide what kind of offense they run? He's the head coach. But he he gave the offensive coordinator full power. Well, that's on him. It, and But that's what I'm trying to get to. 
if if they win and he stays, I think the offensive coordinator's gone. I think he's gone regardless. He should be. Absolutely. But if he beats Nick Saban, that's that's the win that he can hang his hat on. Yes. And say, you know what? It buys him one more year. I think it buys him two. He goes over again. He loses to Ohio State again. And obviously that means he doesn't win the Big Ten. Probably doesn't make it into the playoffs. And it makes again. him own five against Ohio State. So yeah, he's probably it's another gone. wasted season yeah, next year. He's probably got one more. You're right. That said, who's the quarterback of Ohio State next year? Who knows? Because Fields is gone. Yeah, right? Fields is gone. Is I think he's eligible. All right. So you are picking Michigan straight up, obviously with the points. Of course. You would give seven, eight points. You you want to spot um, Bama? Just, just a field goal. Just feel you're going to spot Bama three. Yeah. So you're taking Michigan minus three. Do, do I look, on the record? Do, do don't I, answer that question because yes, you do. You uh, look ridiculous. Well, that's that's not. But that's standard. <laughs> you got Alabama. I got Alabama. Straight up. Straight up. With the points, seven and a half. I'm, I'm looking at seven and a half right now. No, no. I think Michigan's going to get those garbage times. So you points. got Michigan plus seven and a half. Yeah. All right. Yeah. I don't. I, don't. I, I mean. And and I can understand why. Though though if you were to tell me nine and a half, I'd think about it. Well, okay, so here's how I'm looking at it. With Ohio State, my entire selection was my head. This me one you choosing, can't. I can't. I can't say that Michigan's gonna lose with the points. Okay. And it's I it's probably gonna happen. They're probably gonna get blown out by thirty. I mean but there's a pedigree on one side of the field that is not on oh, the absolutely, other. Absolutely. So I'm going with my heart on this one. Even though I can't give Michigan the full outright win, mm-hmm. they're going to keep it close. It's going to be less than Wouldn't it be great if they won? Man. Oh, if they Amazing. win, if they win, you're not going to hear the end of it from me, dude. I'm going to call my brother and I'm going to rub it in his <laughs> face. <laughs> that would be a spirited. Well articulated conversation, I can only I assume. I can't say half of what I'd say. On, on <laughs> <there>. <laughs> Next game. Next game we got is the Orange Bowl, and that's on December 30th at 8 p.m. It's Florida versus Virginia. The gate is. Florida's got this one. Virginia. Number nine, Florida. Number 24, Virginia. Yeah. Uh, Vegas tends to agree with you. We've got a 14 and a half point spread in favor of. Of the Florida Gators. I don't think that there's going to be a single bowl game where an SEC team that's involved is going to be the underdog. Uh, We can go through it and take a look. Uh, Over-under is 54, so they got that relatively low scoring as well. Mm -hmm. Um, And it's all going to be scoring by Florida. You think it's going to be 54 nothing? I mean, it's going to be like 44 to 10. Well, then Clemson Clemson just boat race Virginia. That's what I'm saying. What, 62? 62 to 17? And, And to be honest, Florida wasn't that far out of being in the conversation for well they came in at nine they came in at nine so uh so they're pretty far out of the conversation simply because they weren't able to make the sec championship so that they sent you know immediately eliminated them should be a fun game to watch uh if you if you like watching a team get absolutely blown out i do it's going to be a fun game florida is going to decimate virginia virginia is they're they're a good team. They're they're the second best team in the ACC. They did make down. the ACC championship, but the ACC, you know, like we said with Clemson, it, it's it's a 
powder puff league right now, and it sucks to say it because they have some history in that league. Well, and that and that hurts. That hurts, Clemson. It's yeah, but I mean, let's be real. The ACC is a basketball conference. They they're not one hundred percent in the football. Well, that said, they direction. have two of the last three championships. Yeah, but it's the same team. Okay, <laughs> they still team. have it. It's very top heavy. It's very top heavy. Florida finished at ten and two. They were second in the East. Uh, what what can you say? I mean, there's an argument that that I mean, granted Georgia beat them, but there's an argument that they were as good, if not better, than Georgia. Well, their their losses, their only two losses were LSU and Georgia. Yeah, and relatively close. Yeah, yeah. they lost by I mean forty two twenty eight, but all things considered, that's decent to LSU, and then twenty four seventeen. To Georgia, yeah. so they didn't. They were in it, and then they, and then they had pretty, uh, pretty wide spreads on most of their other games, except yep. for Kentucky. Kentucky and uh, Miami gave them, gave them games. Yeah, Kentucky's surprising too, because Kentucky's not the greatest team in the world. <laughs> you got, uh, you got them with the points. I got Florida with the points. Uh, I mean, I, I like I said, it's probably going to be forty to fourteen. Yeah, you know, I, I'll, crazy... I'll agree with you on this one. I'll agree with you. Next game. Next game. The Outback Bowl. January 1st, 1 p.m. Number 18, Minnesota versus number 12, Auburn. I'm actually... This is a surprise. When you first said it to me, I went, ugh, whatever. But then Minnesota had some really good games uh, down the stretch until, of course, they, they tripped up. Uh, Auburn is... is They're Auburn. I, I'm, I'm interested more than I thought I was going to be in this yeah. game. Yeah, and to see the Alabama fans hate the fact that Auburn is, is not only beat them, they hate that fact. Well, of course. But that Auburn is ranked one spot Just one. ahead. Just one. Just one spot. And, and they're playing a Minnesota team that beat Michigan. Yeah. Yeah. That, so. What do you think the spread is? Guess the spread. Uh, for this one, I'm saying four, four Who? and a half. Uh, Auburn. Auburn is seven and a half. Okay. Seven and a half with with again another low point total. There's there's more lower. They they got the over under at fifty three and a half. Okay, implying I, I, and I can see it being close to a seven point eight point game. Yeah, uh, both teams are are stout defenses. Auburn for some reason loves pulling off miracles. <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> so th- I could see this game coming to the the late game two minute uh, drive. And Auburn's just pulling it out. Tie game with the whoever has the ball last type of thing? Yeah. yeah. And, you know, like I said, neither team are fantastic on offense. They both have weapons. There, there's no denying that. But they're the second tier. Not to not to sound disrespectful, but, but they are. they're I mean, second tier. They're, they're 12th to, and 18th in the country. Yeah. You compare them to LSU and Ohio State. Yeah, not even close. Yeah, you know, no, it's 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 the it's next. It's gonna be level. a fun game though. Gonna be a really fun game. That's one o'clock on New Year's Day, the yeah. Outback Bowl. What do we got next? Rose Bowl? The Rose Bowl. We got which is five PM on Oregon, New Year's Day. number six, and Wisconsin number eight. That's the five PM game, like you said. So, we got we got a three point spread in favor of Oregon. Negative. Really? Is, Wisconsin is favored by three points. I would have agreed with you. I would have said either a pick'em. Or Oregon slightly. So here's how I'm looking at this one. Oregon's going to blow Wisconsin out of the water. Ooh. 
and the reason blow them out, blow them out. Oregon thinks that they deserve to be in the CFP. They don't. They don't. But they think they do. Well, so does Wisconsin. That said, well, but Wisconsin didn't win their championship game. No, they lost twice to Ohio State. Oregon is going to come out throwing the ball. They're gonna put up fifty. They're going to put up 60. They're going to go nuts. Herbert is going to lose his mind. Would you, would you go so far as to say play with his hair on fire? No, he's not Aaron Rodgers. Oh, man. Uh, I tend to agree with you on this one. I've always been a, a, a fan of Oregon. They've always let me down. Oh, I love the uniforms. Well, the, the uniforms are amazing. Nike's done a good job yeah. up there. They've, they've done a good job. Um, I agree. I, I think. I think I got. I'll definitely take the points. Oh, that's for. I'll take that's the for points. Damn certain. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and I'm going to say the over. The over under is 51. You're well, saying Oregon's going to have it's going to be over on Oregon. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I I agree. I think Oregon is is upset. Um, I don't. I think they to be real. They they deserve to be. Six, uh, Georgia deserved to be five. No, it's not that I And neither deserved to be in. I I don't disagree with any of that. But they they, are out to prove a point. When a a team is out to prove a point at this level of sports, that next step that they take... It's it's, bragging rights. They're kids. Yes, they're they're grown men, but they're, they're kids that, since they're not in the playoff, this is it. Yeah, and these are kids that... that They've never lost, and and Herbert wants to put an exclamation point on his career to get ready for the draft. Yeah. This is this is his he's, last chance. He's aiming to be the number two quarterback taken off the board. Yeah, that's what this game is, and and, and that's a chip on his shoulder because coming in, he was number one. Yeah, he he and Joe Burrow took it from him. Yeah, so that that should be good well. He game. was he was one slash two. It was him and Tua. I mean, fair enough. Being, that, okay. being realistic. I forget about Tua because yeah, I mean, so does Alabama right now. Oh my goodness! Next game up, uh, we got Sugar Bowl. The Sugar Bowl. I'll say Sugar Bowl. Eight forty-five on the first, and this might be the best. This, game this could be we outside got... of the college football playoff. This is number five Georgia and number seven Baylor, and the only reason that neither of this team is in the college football playoff they lost their is because their they respective lost the championship game. Yeah. And not just lost, like Georgia got Stopped. decimated. Yeah. So they have a point to prove. So hold on. Can an argument be made that they are the air has been taken out of their out of their tire the, the wind from their sails. There is, but I think Jake Fromm is too good to let that happen. Right. He's the leader of that team, un, undisputed leader of that team. And while they did get exposed by LSU, uh, LSU I, I think he's going to look at it like, well, we're better than Oklahoma. Is this an instance where he sits and doesn't play the bowl game? I'm not saying I am in favor of that or not. That is not the conversation we're having. So no, I want to jump. I, I do want to jump into that conversation just a little bit during this sure, talk. Sure. I don't blame the players. Sure, I, I'm for, fine for with it. Sitting it, it sucks as a fan. Well, and 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 I am, as a Notre Dame fan, it happened that a player didn't sit in Jalen Smith yeah. some years ago and and had a catastrophic injury yeah. that, and that dropped him in the draft and sent him to Dallas. So the way that I look at it is, 
I mean, obviously, all freshmen and sophomores are going to play. Of course. I think that juniors shouldn't be allowed to unless they're truly injured. And seniors, you know what? Let them sit. If they choose, obviously. If they choose. Don't make them sit. If they choose. I don't think that they should allow juniors to be able to choose, even if they are going into the NFL. It's... The, the hard part, and this is just from a practicality standpoint, you, you can't have different rules. You can't do I, it. I know. You I know. Can't. And, and like I said, I understand that I'm not griping against any player that decides to. I, I could, I could come in and say that the junior that is thinking about it deserves that option more than a senior. Senior has played his four years. He, this is his last game in theory. The junior that would be thinking about it has more to lose. I think that the NFL should allow players to declare earlier. I think that that would make it a lot better for the fans, the coaches, the players. If you allow the player to say, look, the regular season's over. If you declare, you can declare you're not playing a bowl game. Now, Of course. I think that that should be allowed. It's not allowed right now. But I don't think that really has any bearing on whether or not they play in the bowl game. But I think... Because if they're going to declare... If they... Excuse me. If they are sitting out, they're declaring. Not necessarily. I mean, think about it. Unless you're playing in the, in the college football playoff, why would I risk my next year when I have a chance to... Have we had any underclassmen ineligible for the draft even discuss not playing? I, Publicly, I, obviously. Probably not. No, we haven't. So that, that I think, while I understand what you're saying, I don't think that has any bearing on whether it's the player It's not a plays. bearing on whether it should happen or not, but it's a bearing of, it, it allows the, the, the fans and the coaches to be like, look. We get it. Th- this is why we get it. It's cool. You don't want a player to leave on bad terms with a team just because, well, if you played, we could have won the Cotton Bowl. Well, the Cotton Bowl doesn't really matter it's in the a, long it's, run. It's a, it's a living. He's trying to make his yeah, money. Yeah. So, I mean, I get an understanding where the athlete's coming from of, I just don't want to get hurt, you know, before I make this massive amounts of money. Is this you flipping over to the player empowerment side? No, because oh. this isn't professional. It's still player empowerment. Uh. Giving the player... No, what, it, what this is choose. doing. No, what this is doing is giving the fans the knowledge of. There's no chance he's going to play because he's declared. But but again, it, it's it's a chicken or egg situation. I, I, if he's sitting out, he's declaring. I, I think the fans, which by the way is short for fanatic, knows the moment they say I'm not playing, he's leaving. He's going to the NFL. Uh, no underclassmen are sitting out the games, and if they are, nobody notices. No big name. Trevor Lawrence, now obviously he's in the playoffs, so he's playing, but Trevor Lawrence, he's not sitting out the bowl game. He wouldn't. He, who cares? Well, he's, no, because he's a uh, freshman, sophomore. That's what I'm, That's the point I'm making. If they're sitting out, they're declaring, like, it, it, it's going to happen. You, it, They're... Without being legally eligible to declare, they're I actually, declaring. No, I'm thinking about it. I can name a underclassman who did not play in the bowl game because he just wanted to sit out. Who? Nick Bosa. Sophomore year, decided to sit out the bowl game, and then sat out his almost entire junior year. Wasn't he injured? 
I thought he there was, was an injury. Injured. So with so, quotation marks. Well, hold on. so they and they're in line and I wanted to bring this up before you were like unless they're legitimately injured. You just No, but he sat out the bowl. He wasn't injured for that bowl. I thought he was injured going into no, the bowl game. He sat out. He was fatigued. So load management. That could be considered an injury. Okay, why? <laughs> It should be a fun bowl season. Oh, absolutely! I'm excited for it. I I, I think there's too many bowl games. Uh, there, there's there's so many. There's bowl 120 games. bowl games, and there's only 123 teams. I mean, just so everybody, from a factual standpoint, we know that's not accurate. Yeah, but there's some 30 plus. Yeah, I remember having this conversation. 37. I remember having this conversation a couple of years ago, and there was like 31. Yeah. It's it's. It's crazy. There's so many bowl games that some bowl games have to be wiped off the slate because there's not enough. There teams wasn't that are enough bowl eligible teams. Um, I I don't like how many bowl games are. It 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 waters it down. I think I like I get the, it. Let I the like kids the play days of the big six. Yeah, I I think I think that you can make a case for fifteen bowl games. Yeah, sure. But we've already had it's. It's the 22nd of December. And we've already had like 10. I think we've had 8. Yeah. And, okay. And, and the argument that a lot of, of uh, what are the athletic directors and leads of the, of the NCAA are saying is, well, it gives more exposure to these players. I get that. But the players that that's are being exposed. The, but that's what the Senior Bowl is for. Well, and that's, that's what, what the, the All-American Bowl is for. And like. the other game, you played yeah. 13, 14, whatever it is. And, but but the pl- not to be diminishing towards these other guys, but you're playing in these bowl games. You're not ranked. You're And, and for a lot of these guys that are going to, you know, you want the exposure for, why would you want to expose them to getting injured? But then, when, when if you need a bowl game for exposure, yeah. But no, that's what I'm saying. These are borderline NFL players. Borderline. And why would you expose them to getting injured when you can just have something like a Senior Bowl or something like the All American Bowl? Listen, we know, we know it's all about the money. Yeah, we know absolutely. That. It's it's a horrible cloud that they try to put over it to cover up everything. And I get it. I mean, look, there's a Tony the Tiger Sun Bowl, for God's sake. I wonder if it's going to be great. It's going to be okay. <laughs> Who's in that game? Uh, the the Tony the Tiger game? Yeah. <laughs> That's, uh, oh, I lost it. I had it. It's a Florida State and Arizona State. Florida State is uh, underdogs by three and a half. Oof. Ooh. Go Knowles, huh? Am I right? That's uh, what happened with that's that? uh, oh boy, over in Arizona State, uh, you play to win the game. Uh, Herm, oh, isn't Herm the coach over there? Play to win the game. Playoffs. Playoffs. <laughs> Playoffs. That's Jim Mora. Oh, that's right. That's right. <laughs> the the Nova Home Loans Arizona Bowl. I believe that's being played in Tennessee. Is that? Uh. I, I think more Minnesota. That, that's what it was. Michigan and Alabama. You said it's the Citrus Bowl. It is not the Citrus Bowl. It's the VRBO Citrus Bowl. Anybody want to go on vacation? You can go rent a house, an apartment, whatever the case may be. I, I think that the amount of bowl games is absurd. Look at you go for the sponsors. Uh, hey. <laughs> Hashtag not a sponsor. <laughs> Yet. The Franklin American... Mo- 
Oh my goodness. The Mississippi State and Louisville. 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 The only school you can you, you are required to say without moving your lips. Louisville. The Franklin American Mortgage Music City Bowl. The names of some of these bowls oh, are ridiculous. Oh my goodness. <laughs> Surpro First Responder Bowl. Shout out to our first responders. It's too much. There, there are too many of these, these darn games. But since we have them, let's enjoy them. Yeah. Everybody have fun. Just to recap our picks for the college football playoff, I've got Clemson. I've got Ohio State. And <laughs> begrudgingly, anybody else catch that tone? Or he just he just hated picking them. Hated it. And we both have LSU. Yeah, yeah. LSU, I think, is going to be the runaway winner in all this. But we'll, th- we'll, we'll revisit we'll Jumping re- ahead of us. Yeah, jumping we'll, re- ahead. we'll revisit that. Next episode, we'll talk about the national championship game. NFL playoffs. We're going to be able to finally talk because that, that'll be after week 17. We'll, it'll be the weekend of wild card weekend. So we'll be, uh, we'll be breaking those down, making those picks. Looking forward to talking to you there. NFL regular season awards we, we can talk about. We'll be talking about those soon. Pro- we'll probably wait a couple episodes. We're, there's a lot of there's a lot of talk yeah. about some of these games. Um, anything else to add? No. no We're I very appreciative that you all joined us on yet another episode of the Fist Bump Boys. Follow us on all the social media platforms at the Fist Bump Boys. You can also catch us on all the platforms for podcast episode releasing videos. Nope, no videos, not yet. Coming soon, videos. Very soon. We're going to be uh, putting our episodes onto YouTube. We're very excited to to unleash that in the near future. We're very excited about the moves that we've been making, which we haven't released yet. We're we're bringing uh, we're bringing better content, better quality. We're 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 stepping our game up. Not that you can really step it up much higher. But we're stepping it up. We're excited. Thanks for being along for the ride. And uh, we'll end with a fist bump. Boom. Boom.